Oh my god. It's a ball pit. Oh my god! It's a ball pit! <laughs> Doesn't that sound like music uh, uh music that someone's descent into insanity would like be playing in the background? <laughs> Yes, I think so. Um, and we are live here, everybody. Uh, welcome, everybody. It is Thursday, March 11th, 2021. We just finished the fifth episode of Big Brother Canada 9. And we're just getting started here on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting to break down this second eviction. I'm Dave Mater, joined with my co-host, Jimmy L. Robinson, as we've been through all five episodes so far and into these 10 weeks as we cover this season. Jamil, it was quite the night. Josh left the Big Brother house. The HOH, oh, the teams are gone, and the HOH competition got started but didn't finish uh, yep. in a somewhat unsatisfying conclusion to tonight. Absolutely. Why? Why can't this is not a, a a long competition? This would have been great to watch live. This would have this was I was enjoying this immensely. We were getting a lot of exposure to who people think people are working from. I love this. I love this competition because it shows you had to pick whoever wins has to pick the next two to compete. And usually you're not going to pick allies because the more time your allies go up there and compete, the more chances they have to get eliminated. Absolutely. So, but um, uh, yeah. Uh, I I do like this competition. I didn't like, uh, there, I have one complaint about how it was being presented. Um, it really gave me the impression, even though I was like, come on, keep showing more. I did have the belief that we wouldn't see the entire thing. Um, the reason for that is, I couldn't see what was on the screen. It would just flash for a second and it was gone. Right. And I didn't think that was like, oh, I, I can't I can't get enough time to to be able to answer these questions as well. So well, I think that gives you that puts you in their shoes a little bit, which I like um I understand what you're saying from like maybe a TV viewing standpoint, but after watching these competitions over the years, like I'm never gonna remember what exactly was the game here it doesn't really matter it's it, it's it like who has the best memory sort of matters i guess and it's a skill in the game but really what this comes down to is is kind of like what is the social dynamics who picks who and how that's going to play out and who's smart about that and who's not smart about that uh who understands what's going on versus who doesn't so that that was a lot of fun but we that was the end of the episode. We need to talk about the beginning of this uh, Thursday night. Quite, press the rewind quite, button. Let's press the rewind. So we start with Josh and Rohan on the block. Uh, we also get with you know, so Arissa teases that we're going to get this huge news about the teams up front as well. It wasn't huge. It wasn't. <laughs> it's, it you wasn't. know what a thing that you thought was going to happen? Well, it's happening. <laughs> news yeah, at eleven. It, it was not that. Like, okay, if you're gonna, I would just say, like, you could almost say that even don't you don't even have to tease it at the top of the hour, like, just say, okay, and now that we're now that the second eviction's over, no more teams, which is fine, and I get why because you can't risk that, um, the, the team defender is going to lose three in a row here because it's just not, it doesn't make for entertaining storytelling in terms of the season and 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 making sure keeping us sort of engaged with a feeling of like we don't know who's gonna win what side and if we if we start to see like this dominance i think it, it would become less fun to watch so i think it was it was smart of production to pull this um and, and honestly no harm no foul in terms of he was eliminated like let's let's be honest with ourselves i don't think any individuals who is gonna uh, shock the world and uh, we would be talking about in and you know, eight weeks time, uh, 
you know, with the team twist, I don't, I don't think we we lost much. So. No, it's like it's very much like Battle of the Block or other versions we've seen like this, and and these these twists can outlive uh, their welcomes. Um, and I think two weeks of this was fine. I think it was interesting to give Kiefer and Tina this advantage. Obviously, it ends up with them in this Sunsetter alliance, and that was a big talking point tonight. The Sunsetters, they are this version of like the um, a level six. six or- yes. Or or the pretty boys or whatever that like production in both the U.S. and Canada has taken to like okay this is the majority alliance this is the uh, the quack pack or whatever the moving uh, company a moving company <laughs> right like they, they, they like doing that they like whether that that alliance fails or succeeds it usually helps the casual viewer week to week kind of go okay is this working or not are these people still together or not because I kind of remember they were teamed up but in reality in the house. There are many alliances upon many alliances, and and uh, I sometimes think that they only take form because production sort of gravitates to them, right? Production yeah, is like a- the made-for-TV kind of situation. They could use them, as you mentioned last episode, uh, you use them as a narrative tool. Yeah, you use them like I think production is is a character in the season, right? Like they try to like not make themselves present or known. They go to great lengths to do that, but I think it's it's. Uh, I think that that's not maybe what I think that they could take a different approach slightly and be like involved in the show, like how even having Arissa there, you know, is she if she's the voice or the face of production, that's fine. But how that plays into everything, but usually she's like, I got a twist for you, or I've got huge news. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they pull the Arissa cord, and that's what comes out. That's what Arissa. That, that's Arissa's uh, thing, but which is fine. She does it very well. Um, but let's talk more about this. How this night played out, and how they they showed us Josh trying to campaign, trying uh, as we remember. What did he say? Don't go to daycare. If you wanted best friends, I don't know. Go to daycare. Go to daycare. Um, and he was out. Tonight, like I, I, I have to feel for Josh as he's being this guy with like nobody wants to talk to. He's the pariah of the house. He's the outcast, and he's. I, I can't imagine from what we saw from day three, there is no reason this dude is is basically. I can't be seen with this dude. He has to leave. There's no way what I was can the meltdown? stand this house. It's the the whole pretty boys 3.0 blow up, which was seem inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. All right, I bet every single soul thought the exact same thing and might not have put uh, like thought to word, right? And yeah, as we see, as we see throughout the episode, it. yeah, as we see see throughout the episode, there were people who like who were thinking along those same lines, right? And it seems like he got spanked hard for for even thinking this and being emotional in that situation, and that was like, well, we can't work with him. Or I can't I can't be in this house with him in it, like. Yeah, I like, think this just comes down to timing. I don't. It it it. What 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 Josh does here in trying to uh, make Austin like, hey, are you seeing the boys get together or at least hang together at pool and whatever? And Austin Austin's yes when they replayed that was hilarious because it was not a yes. It was just kind of like a nervous kind of. <laughs> I hear I hear and acknowledge 
the words that are coming out of yes. your mouth is basically what she But she my expression, implied. what I want to convey back to you is nothing specific at all. <laughs> uh, is exactly what she was going for. It was hilarious. Um, but like, okay, I think what Josh did here was, uh, you know, everybody's looking for a reason not to be it, right? Nobody wants to be the first one out. If you can go, or especially a few people, right? You go, whatever, right? You just go, okay, <laughs> Josh, like Josh is, uh, or is at the bottom. Who are, like, you want to get a few people at the bottom so you can feel more comfortable. And this pattern is going to continue, I think, in this season. We'll see. But I think whoever is sort of uh, in the in the crosshairs of the Sunsetters, I think will likely be, um, maybe not be Mr. P or, or Mrs. Popular um, in how this plays out. But yeah, Josh saying that, they go, well, now you've threatened Jensen. Now you've threatened these these alpha type guys, and they're going to whoa, 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 we got to get him out, right? So, and everyone will, yeah, screw Josh, throw him under the bus, and yeah. that's it. See, if he was, if he had like actual awareness as to what was going on in the house, if someone said anything about Latoya, that's who he should have brought up because for sure she would not appreciate someone's um um having her name in her um their mouths. For sure. And what's it called again? Uh, Austin did mention Latoya, right? Uh, to Braden. And I don't know, I don't think that Josh was in the room when that was mentioned, but if he somehow got a hold of that, that uh, nugget of information and was able to broadcast that throughout the house, like Josh would still be, Josh would still be in the game, honestly. Right. Yeah. And if he, I think if Josh had just not, like what? It, it's not a meltdown on day three. He just kind of got. He allowed himself to be vulnerable, and that's yep. kind of what happened here. And Julie was ready to throw him under the bus so fast. Well, yeah, he, I know you want to defend Julie, but no, no, I'm yeah. not. I'm not. He, here's my here's my problem. Being emotional is fine, right? Being emotional mm -hmm. happens, right? It happens all the time, every single season on Big Brother. Um, just FYI, beats are back. Um, okay. Be, being, I'm not saying anything. Being emotional happens every season. What usually happens after being emotional, there's that, uh, like, uh, you know, moment where people kind of come together and there's a breakdown of the emotion, right? Like, uh, people like, oh, yeah, um, he was getting really emotional. We kind of talked through it. Because he's such a loner, there was no emotional kind of. Uh, faucet that was closed regarding it and all people saw was the blow up and when i say blow up the reaction the the explosion and no one really you know did any cleanup and so it just lingers and it just became this thing and then he he he, he keeps like he keeps referring back to it as well right and i feel like he never really cleared the air one-on-one -on -one with people to kind of close that and then you know people just ran with it where it became just this thing this thing yes. that people refer to this negative people can hang around his neck is all so right he, i i, I know he a did better player week, yeah the, the work he did this week was stuff that he should have done last week correct right? yes uh, yes and he's a little too late with it um, I think him and Julie both got labeled like those two are drama, right? Like those two are not players I think I can work with. And that became sort of the, the, the thought process. And it, it became easy. It was like, okay, those two first, not me. Yeah. All good. Right. <laughs> Automatically. Right. He's like, like Sandra from Survivor. As long as it's not me, I don't care. Like sure. it's the, there's only one of us who wins in the end anyway.
So let me ask you this question. If Victoria was by herself, right? She would be she would be a part of that group. She would be she is loud and obnoxious, right? But the fact that she's endearing is why people st still keep her, right? That there was the like a, there's an understanding, too, right? The, well, that and there's an understanding of her personality. I think that there was no understanding about what Josh, like who Josh is as a person. And we did see that, what was it, um, um, Tara? I think it was Tara kind of got to know Josh and gave him that welcome message saying that um, she got to know the real um, him and, you know, understands him and like humanized the man that's been vilified the last two weeks, more or less. Yes. Like, I think, I think, yeah, I think, I, 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 I don't know. I like, we've said some things about Josh, like he, his creep factor is sort of uh, debatable, you know, what, he is creepy, but I would still work with him. Like, yes, I just wouldn't like, I wouldn't be around him when he has sharp objects. That's it. That's, you fair. know, yeah. you know, like, but there are, sharp I don't objects get him in this house. There are knives. There I'll are just be, step away. I, I don't drive. I don't get in every friend's car. I don't let them drive, <laughs> right? You, you you put your you take yourself out of dangerous situations, but you're still friends with them. You know that's how yeah, it goes. That's fair. Okay, sure. And uh, yeah, and Josh, uh, Josh uh, went on his chaos mode tonight. It was kind of funny to watch. He was going to be. I, I wish I pulled this as a sound clip, but I didn't. Spooky, scary, <laughs> boo. Um, I, I wish Josh was continuing on this show because folks, not... that will be staying with us this entire season. You're you're gonna make that clip and it, it's gonna come back. It has to be a clip. I just haven't had. I couldn't, we had to get live here because it was there was too much to unpack. But yes, spooky, scary boo is go, is gotta be pulled. Boo. Put that on the list. Um, uh, then we had a, a um, spicy V Victoria in the ball pit. She lost her shoe. Okay, and then it ended with a never give up. Again, this could be a sound clip. Um, but what the like? There was a lot going on in, tonight in this episode. I could have done without Spicy V looking for her shoe in the ball pit, and I could have liked to see the end of this HOH competition. I'm still gonna watch on Monday. I don't need to be brought on Monday to find out who won. Like, it's I would have saved that clip for uh, for Monday. Honestly, I would I would have saved it. I thought like, oh, is she gonna find something in it? Is she gonna find like the whatever special? Yeah, like like a veto, like a diamond veto or something, or something. You that would be fun, right? Yeah, if I thought that was it, and I'm like, that? it's a shoe, and I'm like, Ugh. never give up. It was kind yeah. of like I get it in terms of, like it only the only service it did for the show is to kind of make Victoria more of a character that we like, but that's I I don't know like like her stock maybe went up like a point after this segment like it wasn't like the juice was not worth the squeeze fully yes the juice was not worth the squeeze spicy exactly v, like spicy juice um <laughs> I also want to talk about this uh juice in the hot tub uh that we had so we have Beth here um she's kissing Jensen right but in right in front of Tashawn Jed Jed and Ty the, Beth the way triangle. around bro wait why are you hanging it on her she didn't go out and reach him. He reached uh, out to her. Yes. And she says she's more into Ty. Yes. And I, I I, think so. Yeah. But Jensen, he's a little jealous and he's going after her. But Beth's not like saying, no, 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 Jed. She's saying maybe. Right. Yeah, and, and, you might and have and to I, put in some work. I, no judgment. No judgment. I'm not. I, I think that this is. I like when uh, 
players like Beth do this. I think that it's uh, part of what Big Brother is with the single and mingle crowd, at least um and how it plays out and i this this is, makes for good tv i think that this is a good dynamic we'll see how this plays out uh because jensen and, and ty start as friends and if this is that they're ultimately divided by beth that's but maybe what ends up happening is the first you know where it's the most diverse cast maybe they decide to follow the golden rule you know do unto others oh no it's okay it's okay <laughs> if it's in a three-way. <laughs> well, yes. There's a little if, bit of leeway. Wouldn't that be something? If like the most diverse <laughs> cast ever also gave way to the most polyamorous uh, <laughs> showmans ever with a three-way relationship. They're all uh, good-looking people, you know? So it's not impossible. But um, like she 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 I I'm I'm also told that uh Beth may be also playing a few of the other guys, including Kyle and Rohan, uh, in, in terms of flirtiness. <laughs> She's going to have a harem. <laughs> She's going to have them, all four of them. Um, you know, I, I interesting. Like, I think Beth's a fun player. I am, like, you asked you know, the night if I was uh, feeling Beth. If I, like, I, I am. I think she's, I think she's um, a, a really interesting dynamic in this cast. I think this cast is fun all around. I, I think even losing uh, Josh and Julie so far, I feel like these are losses. I feel like you know, uh, I don't feel like we lost much with Julie, right? Um, but to be fair, we got two weeks of Josh. I don't know how two weeks of Julie would have played out in terms of like getting that content, right? That that Josh provided. Maybe Julie could provided a different energy. Um, but yeah, like right on. Outside of like Kyle. Well, like Kyle, everyone, Kyle, Kyle is not somebody I would lose. I would miss. Wet blanket. Outside of Kyle, everyone else just has like a different like energy. That's like, I don't mind watching. I I don't, and I'm kind of wanting to see how it just meshes together. Yeah, interesting. I think I think Julie uh, would have been good for the Big Brother USA game, perhaps, or maybe like a little bit more their casting dynamics, more of just that chaotic, gossipy sort of player i think the canadian players are a little smarter generally speaking and i think that yeah. you know they're they just thought well, julian like i think no. there's less recruits there's less recruits yes, that's less the recruits thing here. The, the the players are a little bit more studied and uh and and it's showing here um also uh another sound clip i need to pull is rowan put on deodorant he's who smells so good. <laughs> uh this is right before our TikTok segment tonight um, this is the segment i could have done without i'm sorry uh, I, like, okay, is this because TikTok's a sponsor? No, like, uh, what was this? D did this need to be in this specific episode? Like, just no. because Josh was in the background? Like, they could have, like, cut around that and just have it, like... This felt like something you would throw into a Monday or, like, you know, like, yeah, like an early week not, uh, episode, not put into an eviction night episode. Um, I Like, there, there was a lot of, like, obviously trying to flip this house we saw um that got edited down only to a few minutes ultimately josh goes out in a unanimous vote so i guess they didn't want to set it up for too much just to have it just end up in a unanimous vote i would they... just rather see more of josh's plans like I, I i was enjoying myself in terms of the conversations he was having with people let's go back and see more of that austin conversation no right? we need mitch mitch is on from season four who's the host of that science youtube channel with his <laughs> uh, husband um they he was there and then sarah was i saw cindy with an s 
Anthony showed up, Anthony Pike. Uh, they said that there was a hidden power somewhere. That was the, what was revealed by Adam Pike, but this happens after the ball pit segment. It would have been interesting yeah. if this had come actually before the ball pit segment with, with Spicy V finding her shoe. And then she really like, and it could have been revealed afterwards. It's like, oh yeah, there is this uh, special power, and I found it when I got my shoe. You yes. know, and maybe, maybe that, maybe. maybe, and we didn't know. You could have done some interesting things with the edit. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but that was really it. Like Anthony was there. He was doing his pretty boy thing, and he was. Oh, you had to vote out. Um, was it who would who did he have to vote out? Adam Pike, right? Wasn't that it? Um, don't ask like the pretty boy season is not a season i i can not your favorite season there, so no yeah like uh, yeah but it it ultimately came down to between anthony and dane in that season yeah and uh and dane pulling up and there was the guy there was the other guy in that alliance who got cut third, <laughs> the other right? guy the, the enzo ish guy there was like he was like the enzo ish guy yes i can't even he was very nondescript i think i had him that year in the draft too and i kind of just knew um he had third place energy he had just had third place he didn't seem like he he had to win a certain competition and he didn't at that point and the other two were more loyal to each other and it's how it plays and that's how it goes sometimes uh speaking of which we have the sunsetter meeting out here uh in the uh in the backyard area or the back deck area under the sun um and Kiefer is the one who says here he's like well Ro keeping rohan's actually not the smart play I, I can't argue with Kiefer's logic here. He's right that Rohan is a more dangerous player to the Sunsetters and their alliance. And Josh, nobody likes. Yeah, he might spill gossip, but if nobody shares information with him, keeping around him, him around for another week is not going to be the worst thing. But he they know if Rohan and Kyle and the rest of the house were to join forces against them, they're screwed effectively right like they're they're, they're they're in big trouble you're you're absolutely right like it's been constantly stated that rohan kyle has been in talks with teaming up with austin so that really minimizes the amount of people that they're gonna like go for if any of the, that side tries to win right and in doing so um that means it puts the sunsetters in the line of fire so getting rid of rohan right kind of goes hey i thought we had a plan right and you you have kyle and the remnants one trying to figure out exactly where they stand and it could be something that you know you can pick up on people on the side as like different pieces that you can kind of manipulate as opposed to like having this strong alliance on the other side being fully formed right Right. Um, where Josh is not going to do anything. We saw Josh take his a big shot, and we're going to talk about in more detail. But like, he's 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 shaking the wrong trees for the most part, and everyone pretty much just laughs off his his kind of um, attempts. Um, so continue on, continue on, continue on. Yeah, well, I just want to talk about this meeting too, like that spirals into a couple other meetings because this is where Latoya is coming across not very well. She's coming across as a bossy um, person that where her will in this alliance might be a little bit too abrasive for some of them because they kind of want, I can see like Tina, Kiefer, they would rather come to decisions through consensus. And Latoya is more of like, no. We have there's almost like a chain of command in her mind, and and I think she's at the top of it. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of times she's they're 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 deferring to her, but here they were like, no, we, 
we're all playing this game together. We need to come in. And we saw this kind of carry through to a conversation Latoya and Tina have inside at some other point later on. Yeah. Where but Tina's... I've... I really like that conversation with Tina. Tina did some good work because she knew what Latoya's position was and basically echoed her sentiments back to her, right? And you can see why um, Latoya mentioned that Tina is her number one, and you can see you can see why. Like Tina gets her, gets her specifically, and knows how to to manage manage her as an alpha. Right. That's interesting, though, that Tina is Latoya's number one, right? Like you would think that that would be maybe Tashawn or Jetson, but that's not the case at all. They they are more like meat shields for her, right? Yeah. Those are her boys. Those are her boys. They go take out the trash. You know, they do the chores, um, but she'll eventually put them to bed, and <laughs> she'll the sun she'll will set on them too. Yeah, she'll go drinking with her friend Tina. Right. That's what's gonna happen. Right. And and it's it's interesting to see. I think Tina and Latoya, interesting dynamic. I think Latoya Tina's I think you're right, good for Latoya because Tina can say, You're being too you're 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 once you start telling people they have to vote a certain way, you're going the whole alliance is gonna blow up. And you're also gonna expose our alliance if we are too rigid on this. Uh, and we have to be willing to throw votes here and there just to but do you agree with with what Latoya did in terms of one agreeing to to vote um, to keep Rohanna stay and then turn around telling the team all well, like I can't there's no wiggle room in this I can't vote for him because I gave my word. I get what she's saying about her relationship with Austin and that if they were even going to flip this vote at all on Austin they would have to make it. They would have to do it in a way that's not going to make it obvious because let's say you get Rowan out. Okay, they've lost a number, but it, there's still the, the potential for Austin, Kyle, and others to mobilize. And this vote could uh, set up all those signals that would allow for that to happen. So, uh, Especially if Josh is still in the house as a free agent um, and, can, and can be picked up. That's fair enough. But at the same time, I don't like the idea of like, well, I gave my word, so we have to come up with a different plan. I'm like, well, well, let's let's hold on a second. Let's look at all the different options that we have here. Like, we're going to be lying, right? And we're going to lie. We have lied. You being the only one who can keep their word and there's no and ifs or buts. I don't think that's being very fair to the group as a whole. We're supposed to be, yes, voting as a group and, you know, different situations come into play and we manage it. But you can't just like put your foot down saying, I did this tough. We're going to we're going to roll with it. I don't think that's being mm -hmm. fair to coming up with a consensus as well. It's not very team. Um, it's not, it's, it's there, she's not been a good team player, Latoya. Right. Yeah. And uh, it was showing there. And this, I think this would have ultimately been Latoya's undoing. But however, Tina's here saying, no, 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 like come back. And and, it's, and that, that was effective because she's hearing Tina. So that might, we'll see how this plays out. It could go a different ways. But I think traditionally you would have seen Latoya burn out maybe in a week or two after this. She, Tina managed Latoya extremely well. Extremely yes. well. Right. Um, and But she said she feels like she's at the bottom of this six. Right. Tina Which is was good. Which is the perfect thing to say because what is she going to say? She's at the top, right? No, it's like Latoya's like, no, 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 um, don't worry, I got you. She's going to say all the reassuring things to Tina, right? And you right. say it enough, right? It doesn't just become, you know, uh, it isn't just something you say; it becomes a reality because you're mentioned all the time. I'm not saying those. She, Latoya will say, "I'm not saying those things about Kiefer." 
I'm not saying those things about uh, Beth, right? But I'm saying it about right. Tina. I already think this way. I'm already saying it that way. That means it is, right? True. T Tina's playing a, a position of like weakness when she re in reality, she has a lot of say in the group. Yeah, and I... Yeah, I'm really impressed with Tina so far. Everything I've seen out of Tina. Um, and I'm trying to remember. You're, who, who you're checking was, to see who picked her, right? I'm trying to see who picked her. Uh, <laughs> Tina, pick. did, Tina went seventh overall in our draft out of 14. Jeff took her. Um, she and, uh, and a graphic designer from Paradise, Newfoundland. Um, and the granddaughter of Canadian singer Joan Morrissey. Which I'm still not familiar not with. Not the Morrissey that we're all thinking of. Not that Morrissey. Not Morrissey. Okay, but moving on from Tina, Josh was sowing paranoia. We saw the Josh campaign here. He was going, he was using Jed's ego against him was the plan. And um, uh, that that whole scene, I thought that Josh in his conversations was was finally playing Big Brother. It was probably too little too late. And like do you, you say, he should have been doing these things a week ago instead of a night before or a couple, or, you know, probably the days, the days leading up to his eventual um, unanimous vote out. But um, Jed, Jed was Jed. How, how did you feel about how Jed reacted to this information that was given to him? Because uh, Josh says, "You can beat me in the finals. Do you think you can beat Rohan?" And 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 this is probably where Josh doesn't play it so well. He goes, "Well, yeah, I think I can beat Rohan too." And Josh, Josh kind of says, "Well, no, you can't." And Rohan's actually coming for you. And whatever. He's like, "He's not. Rohan's not." putting his words mouth only you have he's like okay if you believe that sure sure right. yeah i don't know i don't know if i would have believed josh in that moment uh <laughs> really oh, either, i would have certainly i would have certainly thought that rohan would have put jetson's name out there definitely because we know rohan i'm not just saying we like as the audience but jed would know hey in terms of possibilities of going up Kiefer, josh and rohan Who's Rohan gonna throw on the, the bus or or mention, right? As a replacement, even as a replacement, he's not gonna mention Kyle. Kyle can't be thing. So the only remaining people that could have went on the box is Brayden, Latoya, and Jed. And he's not gonna mention Latoya because he's crazy, not stupid, and he knows that Austin is close close to Brayden. So it makes it in terms of musical chairs, Brayden's the one standing. Brayden would be the one that he would mention it's 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 simple like so the jetson saying well Ro rohan never put my name out there it's like you would know that factually would be incorrect or unless rohan just has ultimate faith that he's just gonna you know get on the block and then come off yeah i i don't know the way jetson was just dealing with all this and was didn't sit very well with me i thought that uh his reaction and him going out there on the patio and then austin comes out and they're like well you're the grandmaster of pretty boys 2.0 and that's not really what josh said jetson yeah but like they like they kind of were again like they were just kind of piling on josh and it just kind of it, it it to me they told on themselves about how poorly they've been they've been treating Josh, right? And that's all this this entire segment was because at least for other people they would kind of humor it. They were they were straight up laughing at the dude, even though he had some valid points. They were laughing at him during that team meeting. And plus, who calls a team meeting in week two? Come on, or a house because, meeting? You mean house meeting? Yeah, sorry, uh, on on week two because someone mentioned your name. Not Come even. On. 
Well, might someone might have mentioned might your name, say, and yes. someone might have said that there's a boys. Maybe said there's a boys alliance. Oh no! But like like uh, Jetson and Jetson specifically, he reminds me of Anthony a little bit from season seven, and how he's playing with that sort of aggressive. I'm going to confront you if I hear anything. And and Tara at this meeting says, yeah, yeah, I I said your name is a possible pawn replacement. Like Tara, I don't know, like was Tara smart to cop to that at the um at the meeting um if she does work to kind of smooth that out sure one-on-one with with jed specifically you don't need to put your hand up there you're not humoring josh like if it was me i wouldn't humor josh in terms of like that answer i'm not putting my why am i putting yeah my hand i didn't up? think t- i didn't think tara we can talk one to- on, we can talk one-on-one but I, i'm yeah. i'm not i'm if I was Tara, I don't think I would have done that. I, I don't think uh, because like only Austin and her and Rohan, I guess, kind of know about that, really, that I that I'm aware of. And uh, and so I don't think that unless Austin had come out and exposed Tara, which I don't think Austin was very likely to do. No. I, I think that she was pretty safe to just kind of keep her mouth shut in this in this moment. Um, <laughs> Mom. Rohan was obviously loving this mostly, though, that this was great for him. Josh was looking terrible, and Rohan just could kind of sit back and, and uh, be safe. Um, and I, I can't, but I think at the same time, that's also hurting Rohan because I think people are saying, oh, great, Rohan had this week on the block, and he's been through it, but he kind of got out. You were against, like, the public you enemy number one. Yeah, right? you weren't really on the block. You weren't in any danger. Not really. Like, yeah. they were entertaining it, but... I don't think they really ever had any um, uh, teeth to it. Um, there was also this other continued, I, I guess this is after the meeting. Josh continues to campaign. There's a session outside with Latoya, Tina, and Tara where they kind of, they're willing to uh, give credence to Josh. Well, you know what? That's a pretty good pitch, Josh. Because he's like, here, you guys keep me around. Golf you guys, clap. <laughs> you, the golf clap for Josh. Uh, you you can put me on the block whenever you want. I can be your sort of whipping boy, and uh, and 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 I'll be a vote, and I'll never say your name. I'll never say your name ever, and I'll do whatever. And they're kind of like, well, I guess that could be good for us, but uh, it wasn't enough. Obviously, it did. Latoya, Tina, and Tara did not end up uh, voting. It, this it could never be enough if someone's that desperate to just kind of say, well, you can always put me on the block. I'm never going to say anything. Then the same could be the reverse towards you. If the other side is in power in terms of like controlling the votes, he's going to, he's going to say everything he needs to, to be able to stay in the game one more week. And that includes saying, cutting all the deals or saying everything it needs to, to be able to last. So you can only like, you cannot bring a situation like that to a group and you have no currency um, that you're going to be loyal to that word. You can't. Yeah, no, I, uh, it was, I don't know. I guess they, they want to tease this idea that he could stay around as much as possible. They did for what it's worth. I think they did a fairly good job of, because I, we were kept hearing that there was a flip and there was going to be a reflip and then it was going to, it was going back and forth over and over again. And ultimately it ends up back on Josh and any unanimous vote here, but at least they were considering it on some level. We had the, um, the vote itself tonight. We had the two speeches, Josh's speech. I thought was fine. Yeah. Um, decent. Uh, he talked about the bloodbaths. The bloodbaths are going to break out when I'm gone. You are all going to have to turn on each other. Who's going to become your new villain. And, um, and, and good enough. Rohan's was, uh, um 
fine. It was he mostly tried. <laughs> this to, is uh, the most diverse class. Of, of yeah, class flattery. Of... He was going for a flattery oh, approach. I think. I um, hated it. I would have. I, I felt motivated to wish someone through a hinky void just to mess with him. But like Rose Show, I am not. I am not for the Rose Show nickname. I am. I'm boycotting. I just. I'm going on the record. I am not. A, I. I don't think I could. I'd be like, oh, here comes Rose Show. Because it, it, what is it's a playoff no show, Jamil? I guess so. I don't know. It's but you don't want to be. A, it's like dumb. a no show is a bad thing. It's dumb. Yeah, it is. I'm, we're going okay. Row show no. Uh, we're okay. And then um, we we had the vote itself. <clears throat> Not much to really say here because of how it all went through. Um, other than Victoria's vote was kind of fun because she went, "Oh my gosh, I vote for Josh." Oh, oh my gosh, I vote for Josh. I was like, God. The freestyling continues. It was not just last night, Jamil. It was also to, it, it was riffing into this this live vote. <laughs> yeah, just I, look, I, I thought I thought of you when it came on. I did think of you. <laughs> I was like, when she did it, really? I was like, oh no, uh, Dave's getting intimidated by all this rhyming. Rhyming's not. No, like- I thought I thought you would just roll your eyes and like, no, I do not like this at all. Oh, I was fine with that. I I I, I was. When you make your your, uh, your vote uh, memorable, I'm always for that. Not when you come in and go wish so and so a happy birthday or you know whatever. Although I get that it's sweet and everything. Um, so th- the vote happens. Uh, Josh, um, they reveal uh, by unanimous vote, you're voted out. There are no hugs. No, there was not one hug for Josh on the way out. Tonight. Just. I don't know if that was planned in advance that they did all the hugs and everything, but that looked very sus. Yeah, hold on. That's a little sus. A little sus. No vote. Yeah. No hugs. Yeah. It seemed oh, very but, cold. Oh, but then conversely, his goodbye messages were so warm because we had uh, who did we have? We had Tara. Tara. We had uh, we had one from Austin. We had um, there was one other uh, lady. Beth. Beth. Yeah, Those Beth, are the mentioned, three. Beth, Beth mentioned the Sunsetters. So I'm like, he's not coming back. <laughs> yeah, so the, the, we will not see Julie or Josh back in this house. I don't think that we're going to see any kind of buyback this season because it, it's just a COVID year, and I just don't think they're going to mess with coming yeah. in and out and any of that. Yeah. So much like the uh, BB2, uh, USA 22 did. Um, Josh's, uh, oh yeah, his little message up on the, by the exit you know the front doors i guess uh was uh i blew up the house but don't hate me is that what he said or something, something like that i was like and then they <laughs> all went Woo! because that i guess that was just his thing from like the is, ev- is everyone gonna just like have lines at the top <laughs> like i think so i think everybody gets a big like little exit or a big like moment why? before they go out why like ugh. I'm sorry, I don't like this. I, I I don't like this trend at all. I think this well, the, the whole thing with the big the Big Brother Canada house too. When you get voted out of that, it's a long walk up those stairs <laughs> and out versus the U.S. house, which it's you know the the walk from the living room to the door is is not like maybe 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 15 feet maybe. Yeah. So it's it's it's, it's it still uh, takes two minutes because everyone has to hug multiple. Everyone times. has to hug, but not in Can- I guess that's that's why they don't hug in Canada. There's no time for hugs. You got to get up all those stairs. Um, yeah. I wish there was some House kind guests, of... Please do not hug and go straight upstairs. 
Yes, and put your mask on. Oh, and they all got these nice branded masks. Uh, we saw it with with Julie's first exit interview, and uh, Josh continued it. it. Looked a lot better than uh, the 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 made the USA look a little bit. Hey, well, I think cheap. a lot of the production for Canada, even though it's we know that it's a Canadian production, and automatically people think it might be somewhat inferior. I disagree. They put a lot of money and energy into at least a level of slickness into the the bb can house oh right? yeah and some like, of it some of it could be from sponsors um but it, it like it all looks like everything is different every year right and the u.s house it just looks like it what theme is this because it looks like the same thing as last year well, the U.S. House, like the, the layout hasn't changed in for as long as I've been watching it. I don't know when the last time they changed the U.S. layout. It's a much tighter, smaller, cramped house, uh, tight, closed quarters. It's it's the you know the dead of summer, uh, and it's hot in there. And uh, and there's they have more problems with like I think with rats and insects and ants and things and bugs, like, yes, bugs and whatever. But the U.S. House just yeah, it doesn't have like that pristine, slick production value. These comp the competitions. In Canada, look way better, and I'm like, how can CBS be being outclassed by Global? You know, it's 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 kind of amazing to me. But Insight Productions, bring me back. <laughs> I guess you know, I don't know how it's happening, but it's it, it's uh like this is a compliment to Big Brother Canada. Like they they do amazing jobs with their competitions and and some of their costumings, and even just give little touches like giving branded masks to yeah. their exit interviews. Um, we also have here uh, Josh's like his interview. Not much really here. He was a lone wolf. He had a melt, 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 meltdown. It was fine. Yeah. Um, he he was a little bit surprised about that Sunsetter Alliance. It seemed we can't see his mouth, so we only get to see what he <laughs> his mouth. Yeah, he was like he was like oh. We don't know if his jaw dropped, but he went oh or something. He said something like he was a, he he uh, had an audible reaction. Um, but yeah, he won't be back and, uh, and see you later, Josh, get him on entertainment tonight to recap episodes. Yes. I need him back <laughs> or just get him back. Like at the end of the season to like read some kind of question for the final HOH or something. Or he does the going forward. He does all the interviews for new, um, house guests or make him the voice of Otev. I could deal with that. <laughs> yes. <you know? laughs> yes. That's a little sus. A little sus. Like, oh. Okay. He's got a very unique voice, so yeah. I, yeah. All I right, agree. so but I let's um they so we talked about this kind of at the top, but there was no more team twist. That was the big news, the big bombshell. That's fine. Uh, and then the HOH competition itself. This was um called Dream to the Max, and it was sponsored by OLG. <laughs> uh, it was led by somebody. Max came in. Who is Max? Why couldn't Max. Arissa? He's the dream. He's the dream consultant for um, um, for a lot of the uh, lotto branding and commercials, like Dream to the Max. So, uh, yeah, they basically had like this is heavy sponsorship, is basically what you're saying. This is where one of my problems I had with this entire competition, where you're talking about the ability to win was it 17 million dollars which is a pittance in comparison to winning big brother we shouldn't be mentioning other like lotteries and competitions and winnings greater than the actual show that we're watching right now
Big Brother Canada house guests are competing for a $100,000 cash prize. $10,000 worth of grills and grilling accessories, courtesy of Weber. $10,000 cash, powered by sunlight. And an unforgettable dream vacation for two from Expedia. Yeah, that doesn't add up to $17 million, million. jackpot, does it? Um, so, yeah, I didn't really consider that. But I just thought it was odd that Max was the one who was explaining all this. I was like, he is he? you're saying he's some kind of a TV personality or he's a, he's a yeah, face? Yeah, he's in commercials. This, he's for, Okay, so he's a face for this brand. Because I was trying to figure out, is this like an executive that they got to come in and explain their sponsorship or something is he like the vice president of marketing or what what is this guy's role in wrestling that would be like jack tunney showing up and just yeah, announcing, jack tunney. <laughs> announcing that like the 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 championship match is coming up and then they throw to the fink who just announces the championship match and the combat combatants it just seemed like we're just gonna insert this here for the sake of inserting it yeah, I guess it was like it was probably how they sold the sponsorship. And I get that I like and I'm all I'm all okay with sponsorships and how they build these in generally into the competitions, but I think sometimes when they do the like some of these forced things like, oh, here's this personality, um it was just it was more distracting I think for for the sponsor. I think that this didn't help the sponsor as much as you know, if, I agree. If you, if you incorporate Arissa just to do this kind of stuff for you, um uh, we would be like, okay, fine. Um so, but this was elimination style. We randomly start off here with Kiefer and and uh, and Ty, yeah. and uh, and so Ty, I think Ty first. Yeah, his Ty went foes. Both Kiefer, went for the wrong answer. Kiefer wins it by default, right? Yeah. So, so he. But this was two members of the Sunsetters. They were just randomly put first. But so, but so Kiefer chooses Tara and Brayden, two non-Sunsetters. So first thing I'm thinking, that exposes you a little bit, Kiefer, right? Uh, so he felt he felt comfortable putting up, but it's a pattern at that time. Like the pattern is what exposes you, not necessarily. If you're the first person to choose people, you basically have full reign of whomever, right? And there isn't a, a necessarily a direct tie, as if he chose Rohan and Kyle. That would seem like a direct shot. That would be a direct shot. You're right. Yeah. Okay, so. Tara and Brayden, because I don't think Tara and Brayden are necessarily aligned with one another. Yes. Publicly. Publicly. Not publicly. Right. So, okay, you can say it's safe, but it, it's not if you're, it would make sense later on if you figure out the Kiefer is part of the Sunsetters and you didn't pick anybody from that. Um, so Tara wins that. Uh, she picks, she just picks the button and she gets it right. And then, uh, and she picks Jed and Beth to go up. Um, interesting. So two sunsetters who do, who get picked by Tara here. Um, so I, I think this, they got because of the hot tub. This was a hot tub. This was retaliation for the hot tub. I think so. Okay. Why wouldn't you like? Wouldn't you kind of like? It's either Ty, Jed, or Beth. I'm gonna put up because but Ty's already eliminated at this point. So, I, so uh, then it just kind of fits together. Yeah, the third member of this uh, of this uh, love, love triangle. triangle. Yes, yeah, gotta get all three of them involved here. Um, and so Jed ends up winning against Beth here. Um, so Beth's eliminated, and then so Jed picks Tara. So he he kind of reciprocates. And what I'm learning about Jetson is he's I think he burns a little hot, and I think he's not somebody who likes being scorned. He kind of similar to Anthony, I think, from uh, in that sense from mm -hmm. uh, Big Brother seven, or season seven of Canada. Uh, anyway, he puts Tara and Victoria up. Um, 
again, two not members of his alliance. And uh, and Victoria ends up winning this by default because Tara picks the wrong one. Victoria then chooses, she after she takes a long time, she picks Kiefer versus Rohan. Yes. Okay, explain this. Where, where's, where's Victoria coming from on this pick? You, you Look, you are asking... Um, why did the wind pick up the chicken? You are trying to uh, put logic to chaos, right? Right. Well, how, where's where's Victoria's head at right now? Is what I'm trying to kind of. Figure out. Very good question. I don't know. A lot of the times, I'm sorry, I just can't answer that question. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I I don't know. Who do you think <laughs> won in that exchange? Honestly, who do you think it won that exchange? In what exchange? In in Kiefer versus Roe. Oh well, okay. You're not gonna tell me yet because we're we're not we're not in the spoiler section. We are gonna. Yeah, get I'm just. That's uh, what I'm saying. Who do you think? Out of oh, that, I I think that Rohan won. Okay, but that's just I. That I, exchange. I'm, that's we're we're not saying spoilers or anything. It's we're just not saying that we're, exchange. We're, yeah, we're, I, that's just my prediction of who won that particular matchup. I think Re, Rohan. Because Kiefer only won the first time because Ty, Ty <laughs> picked it wrong, but so maybe we don't know. I know I I didn't get enough indication about this. Is like the first kind of mental game, or really? And I don't I like seeing how they all play out. I think Tara is not. I'm not feeling as good about my pick with her after this. Yeah. Um, but and Austin's not in this competition. Who said she had like a photographic memory? Oh, yeah, we didn't get to test the memory, the power yeah. of the of her memory. Or she couldn't remember kind of what she did when she was talking to Josh about that. <laughs> okay, but uh, and that's where they cut it off. And like we said, like you're, I, I wrote here, you're not going to show it. Like you could have cut easily a few minutes out of here tonight. You could have shown us this competition. Like I get not doing it every single week, like telling us who the next HOH is. But sometimes I think you have to give that to the audience. The American, I find the U.S. show. They'll kind of like alternate, like they'll show you the HOH competition in its entirety one week. And then the next week they might have, this is a longer format where we're going to tell you a Sunday. Um, And I kind of like the back and forth uh, approach there because I don't know, it just kind of mixes it up. But this, this was a bit of a letdown here. I, you could have cut Max out. Like we didn't need Max from, oh, I get it. He's Max. Max. Max TikTok and the flip uh, flip flop and, and we the flip been to- it, yeah spicy been totally and the flip flop and the ball pit yep. uh, yeah so all that but um, but you have the answer so I do want to get to the spoilers as I'm dying to know who the next HOH is and start speculating about that before we do that let's um let's just bring up our uh, our draft because this is an elimination night oh. and <laughs> I want to uh, quickly uh, cross this off the board now. Josh was is owned by in our draft by our friend Jen. Um, she went with a strategy of uh, I'm going blind uh, with this. I am not going to even look at the the preseason, and I'm hoping I'm going to win on that premise. That uh, didn't seem to work out. Um, but here we have uh, um, Josh eliminated thirteenth uh, nine. Place. He's in 13th place, and he's crossed off our board here. And let's just uh, also cross him off here. And that's it. She also has Beth, though, Jen. So she might, she might, she might. uh, She still, she still has a a possibility. And I need to cross off Julie. Uh... 
Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so she still has Beth. Um, uh, Jeff has Tina and Kyle. Uh, you only have Victoria left. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know. If you end up find that secret, secret power, please. <laughs> that secret power. She could find a, not find flip flops and find <laughs> secret powers instead. Uh, Jane has Kiefer and Jetson. I think those both those picks are good. Obviously, both members of the Sunsetters. So she's got to be loving that alliance. Our uh, Amanda, my uh, soon-to-be sister-in-law, she's got Latoya and Rohan. Um, those are good. I have Tashawn and Tara. Sean has Austin and Brayden. Mm. And we said if there was any mystery guests, they were going to go to Daryl, but they didn't end up being any like extra Max. Daryl has Max. Daryl has Max, yes. <laughs> and we said if uh, Cindy with an S were to come in, he would get, get uh, her too. But uh, that didn't happen. So... Um, I'm liking this season. Like, I'm kind of curious. I, I, I do want to get to the spoilers, and I thought that these first two weeks were good. I think that production is also uh, being smart with their audibles here and what, what twists they're pursuing okay. and which ones they're not. So before we get into spoilers, let's make sure the people who aren't staying with us um, are aware of where to find us next. Yes, that's a good point. I should really do this at this part of the show, yeah. uh, not at the not at the end of the spoiler segment. So if you're leaving Just us remember. after, uh, if you don't want to know who won the next HOH, you want to wait till Monday, then uh, we'll be leaving you now. Make sure to uh, join us tomorrow night on Super Mario Brothers Podcast. And we're not talking Big Brother. We're talking WandaVision as WandaVision. we continue our MCU, or not continue, it's starting. We're starting our MCU podcast series. This will be our first, our first time ever doing a podcast about MCU content. It's not going to be the last, but it's just the beginning. Um, it's going to be myself, Ashley, and Jamil talking about that tomorrow night at 9 o'clock here on Super Mario Brothers Podcasting. Additionally, we'll be back, of course, next week. We'll be here Monday, Wednesday, Thursday to cover week three of this season. And our other channels we have uh, called Live Long and Podcast is our Star Trek themed. If you're a Star Trek fan, we do tons of Star Trek podcasts uh, that are not related to Big Brother at all. Uh, we do Tuesday nights. We do Deep Space Nine rewatches. Wednesday nights, original series rewatches with my dad. And then uh, we also did a bunch of, like, we did all the other Star Trek shows, Picard, Discovery, all of them. Uh, we also do this thing, fun thing called Star Trek Radio Theater, where we, we reenact the scripts from the shows. We're going to be, uh, on Sunday night, we're going to be reenacting a Star Trek Next Generation episode called Disaster, um, uh, where I'll be playing Chief Miles O'Brien. Uh, well, it, the, when his daughter Molly was born. So check that out. And also our third channel, uh, Trivial Debates, which is our monthly show where we argue about movies, TV, sports, and more. Jamil, reigning champion. That's uh, We do that at the last Sunday of every month. But having plugged all our shows, if you're leaving us now, thank you very much. But we're going to jump into it. Let's jump into spoilers and play our spoiler warning song. <laughs> All right, Jamil, hit me. Um, no, I, I want to know who do you think won this competition? Okay, so who was left when we went off the air? Um, so it was Latoya, uh, Rohan, Kyle, Kiefer. Um, I already mentioned Victoria. Um, yeah. Tara, no, Tara. Yeah, Tara was no Tara. Raven, right? He was no, he was eliminated. Um. Austin wasn't in it. Who, who yeah. are we forgetting? Ty? No, Ty was eliminated. So Ty was eliminated. Tina. Jed? Or was, Tina was still in it when we left. No, Jed right? was eliminated with Beth. So. No, Tina. Tina. So Tina, Latoya, um, Kyle, Victoria, Victoria, Kiefer, and Rohan. So do we Rohan. have the result of the Kiefer Rohan matchup? Do we know what happened? I do not know that one. Okay. I do not um, know. What do you know? 
I know who HOH is. Okay. I was interested to know who you think is the okay. HOH. Who? Are, okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't answer your question. Fair enough. Um, there. So there was these. Uh, it looks like six of them were left when we went off. I'm gonna go with Tina. I'm gonna predict a Tina HOH here. Second choice. My second choice is Latoya. <laughs> Third choice. <laughs> Third choice. Oh no. Yes. <laughs> Is it is it Victoria? Yes, it is. Oh no! <laughs> this is the worst week for Victoria to be HOH. I knew. It. I, I'm sorry. I had to draw that out because the moment I saw that she won, I'm like, oh my gosh, David. <laughs> oh my, oh gosh. my god! Oh my god! It's a ball pit. Please let that be. You know, eat some of the high characters, like the born characters, get like a theme song please let the the <laughs> let the insane clown music be victoria's music victoria she's from hamilton she's from the hammer i i cannot wait for latoya to talk game with her like seriously in that hoh room. okay okay so because i was asking you in this episode I mean, where i don't know where victoria's head's at i don't know what's going no. on with her you said me either and here she is she wins the memory competition of all things, um, which I'm I'm a little bit surprised by. But maybe there's more to Victoria than meets the eye. I, I think uh, there's more to Victoria than meets the eye. I I think that she has shown that she can be a physical threat, but she doesn't look super intimidating, like physically wise. She's just kind of bigger. Um, like she looks like she might have a little bit of sense in her head, but she's this wacky clown ish uh person and i don't yeah. mean clown like like she's a clown i'm just saying she's clownish well, she's life of the party i i think she, that's how yeah. she sees herself is somebody who's like i come in and i get everybody happy and then we get we're dancing and we're having drinks and whatever right like yeah. so she i think she's she, dancing uh, on the bar but she's yeah. also going to be the one that's sober enough to make sure everyone um, gets home uh, that's the vibe i get from her yeah i or at least sometimes Whereas Latoya is the one who I'm not drinking. I'm I'm designated no. driver. This is Latoya. No, <laughs> that's not right. You know, get uh, down from the table. Yeah, I think it's, I think Latoya and um, Victoria might be opposites in some ways. Uh, <laughs> two ends of the spectrum. <laughs> two ends of the spectrum in terms of like sort of uh, how uh, cavalier they are about life, but uh, or or lack thereof. But yeah, okay. So Victoria. It's gonna be so great. Like she should not take her meetings in the HOH room. She should just do it in the ball pit. Always do so the ball that, pit, so yeah. that Latoya has to sit there in the ball pit and talk to her about game. And yeah, I don't know what to do. Like, okay, here's what I'm afraid of. Here's my fear because Victoria is not part of this Sunset Alliance. I don't want to see the Sunset Alliance run the game because I want to see some kind of opposition to it. And Victoria is supposed to be part of that. But because she's in power this week and because she's going to have all this attention on her, it's it, this is going to expose her as a good player or, or, or not, I think, because it won't necessarily even be her fault, but it, because she doesn't know about the Sunsetters. But I think if she plays into their hands, she's not going to look good on the show. It's maybe more what I'm trying to say because they'll, it will, she will see like Jetson, um, Ty, Latoya, all of them. They'll be, they'll be working or the, the six of them collectively working. Victoria will probably be too much for her to handle because 
Rohan and Kyle and these people, Terra, they're not organized enough. They don't have enough sense yet. They're not, they probably won't even be, they, even if they have suspicions or little bits of doubts they might throw out there. I don't think, my guess is it's not going to be enough for Victoria to take action with it. And we'll see somebody that the Sunsetters want out go out on Victoria's HOH. Yeah. Right. Um, I honestly, thinking about it, who's Victoria close to? And there's people like Brayden, like Austin, like Tina, uh, that she's been shown to connect with. And everyone, everyone wants to be in an alliance with Tina. Yeah, too. because she's great. At that point, I'm like, okay, who are those people going to direct uh, people to focus on? Rohan and and Austin are going to be looking at people like maybe Beth and um, and and Jaden or Ty, right? But you can't really take a shot at those. Who's that, Jaden? Sorry, uh, Jetson. Jetson. <laughs> a Jetson and Ty um, and Beth, because that's an obvious trio that's flirting around, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you can't really go after those three unless you put Jed and Ty up at the same time, because if you don't, one of them is going to take the other one down. And then you're left with one of the three, most likely Beth um, on the block. And then you have to make another nominee, which you don't want to do. So you, you kind of want your, your choices pretty much laid out. Um, if, if, I think if, if, if okay, let's say Victoria knew everything that was going on. Like she, let's say she knew about the Sunsetters and she knew everything that we know. Who are the two best people for her game to put up? For her game specifically, because um, Jed and Ty, I think. And the only reason why I say that is I don't currently see them being in alliance. Who? Right? Who? Who's them? Jed. Jed. Ty and Victoria. No, but yeah, but what does Victoria think of of that? How did, what's her connection to those two? None. Uh, we, not not really. Like we, we so, saw they had the they had the one they, they were all in that conversation about the hair last night, and that was about yeah, it. Uh, You're in conversation with everyone. I think that uh, she would get down with Kiefer. She would get down with um, Latoya, regardless of how Latoya is. Right, Latoya is at least being is known as being an honest person. So if Victoria, Latoya says, I'm not coming after you, then Victoria is going to let her pass. She has a good relationship with Tina. Uh, I think that Tina is going to kind of position Victoria to like, let's get out Beth because there's a lot of, uh, but Tina lot and of... Beth are in the sunsetters. How can they, they can't yeah, but people them. don't, uh, people are not fans of uh, Beth in the sunsetters as well. Latoya is not a big fan of Beth. Um, Tina's not a big fan of Beth. It's more Ty and and um, Jetson that are. Is it are only of, Ty and Jetson who like Beth in this alliance? For the most part, yeah. Is what I'm getting from the the glimpses and conversations I've had um, on the live feeds. Because um, I don't know what what Kiefer's relationship is with Beth, if any. I don't. I I haven't really seen one. So. Who is Austin going to tell Victoria to go after? Who's Austin going to tell Victoria to go yeah. after? Um, anybody she thinks. Well, now after this house meeting, I'm wondering if that, like, does that hurt Jetson, right? Because could Austin say, well, Jetson kind of, he kind of went after me, sort of, even though he's trying to get to the truth. Like, getting him out wouldn't be terrible for Austin. 
And if Braden is, is, has any influence on this, which he could, um, yeah. Like who else are they going to get out? Like maybe like getting out Rohan, I guess is the next obvious choice. If you don't have the information about the sunsetters or you don't, you don't, but really isn't know. Rohan close with Victoria as well. And they would kind of just all buddy up then. Yeah. So they could make a five. The other, th- the other one who I think could be the sacrificial lamb, if you will, is is Kyle. Um, I think Kyle is like the get out a big guy. Let's get out a meathead. This majority alliance is completely unfazed by that because he's not any. He's not part of their plan at all. Um, no, oh, nobody's gonna. He'll weaken Rohan and Terra and others who okay. might be able to use him. So, so that would be the best thing for the Sunsetters. I think really is getting out. so. So possibly Kiefer and Kyle. Could uh yeah, if Kiefer's like gonna play the pawn role potentially. Well, I mean, like, I don't think like in terms of where people are in the pecking order, perceived pecking order of the house, Kiefer was pretty low, right? Hence why he yeah. yeah. So yeah, why not? Why not Kiefer? Why not the O'Keefe Theater? Well, it could be. I think it's always easier to put up people who have already been on the block so far because now you're not putting a new person through that and then how you don't know how they'll react. So uh, you mm-hmm. see that in a lot of seasons. Um, yeah, like I think Victoria needs to, if she was to put up like a yeah, Jensen and Ty, that would probably be the best option for an, an outcome. Like, and like, let's say one came down, you put up, if she had the information, you would put up, um, Latoya or Beth even as the replacement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Actually, Beth's the best replacement. Put up Beth. So put up Ty and Jetson. One comes down, put up Beth next to them and see what happens. Right. Yeah. Um, and but what what the if, if the Sunsetters can somehow get Victoria to put up Rohan and Kyle. Yeah. Great. That's great for them. That's and great. and and I think it will be like it's not something that uh Austin's probably gonna fight. It's not something that Braden's gonna fight. They're right? like, oh, it's not us. We I walked away from my HOH and no one is really saying my name. And this will be the saying. doom. This will be this. Oh, yeah. This, the success or failure. It, it wouldn't even be a failure for for uh, the Sunset Alliance. It, it, if this week doesn't go their way, it's just a setback. But yeah. but if they if this week goes their way, if they get out Kyle or Rohan next or somebody that's not in there, then then, yeah, like this is not looking very good if you're not from that side of the house. And I always want to see two sides happen here. But the, the player, I don't understand, Jamil. I guess it just comes down to smarter players versus not so much smarter players who don't really get the dynamic. But if you're not in the majority alliance, if you're not in a six-person alliance by this point, assume that there is one and assume it's working against you. It's just about trying to figure out who's in it and who's not. And I think yeah. that would be the hardest part of being in this house in the, in, in the modern gameplay. Is trying because you see there like Rohan and Kyle, they're sort of onto it. They kind of know that like Jedson and Ty and, and Latoya are part of that kind of group, but they don't realize that Tina is. They yeah. don't real right. And and I guess that's what's kind of the smart thing about who they've picked as their members here is that they're not all obvious. Um, because take out Tina and Kiefer and replace them with Kyle and Rohan, or you know, even Tara and Rohan. Um, that's a whole like that would feel a little bit more obvious, I think. Yeah, I, I, I more agree like with expected. I agree with what you're saying, a hundred percent. That's why I gotta get. But in I believe, there. but I believe production is like, please be crazy and just do something 
put someone crazy up on the uh, block this week. Don't be predictable. Don't be predictable. And and I just don't want to see like as much as like, yeah, like, I don't hate this Sunsetter Alliance. I, and I wish them success, but I've watched the last few seasons watching the level sixes and, and whatever Cody's group was uh, last season, whatever they were called. Um, um, not the hitman. Um, oh, the... like the commission. Yeah. The, oh my gosh. The commission, the commission, the committee and the commission, the committee and the commission. And there was variations of that. And that was even worse. That was like, that was worse than even like in BB 16 when Derek's Alliance ran yeah. the table, um, which can be fun once in a while. Like I think that the pretty boys do deserve respect for what they did in their season in yeah. season in season seven but it wasn't the funnest tv show and so i'm always kind of balancing those two priorities like I, yeah of course i want to see i don't want to see players be dumb i don't want to see them be be stupid but i also don't like seeing them get played and i don't see like seeing like knowing to be able to predict the, the what the outcome of what i just she just needs to be careful victoria because this is her second um comp win already so early in the season so yeah, just, I guess so. Like, I but I just think she'll never be as big of a threat as the the rest of them. Like, as yeah. these other like as, as as Jetson and Ty and Kyle and Rohan. Like, I think that they'll always be bigger targets than than Victoria. Can, can we laugh at the fact that out of the what four the four different competitions that occurred, only one Sunsetter has actually won, and the rest have been from the other side of the house, to which it has not impede really the outcome of who the sunsetters have put their sights on well that only proves the point that it doesn't really matter who wins these competitions yeah. it comes down to how you're connected in the house and what your position is and if when you form these six this six person alliance i think is the move now it's like it's especially since bb like 20 um it's just the move now it's what you it's what like the smart players seem to do and they they're always able, and then there's like these orbiting players like the uh the jc's right from what JC was to level six. Yeah. He's not a member of level six. What Enzo. He's an affiliate. Of, he's an affiliate. He's not quite, he's not a full patch yet. He's kind of like a, he's something else. And he. Lieutenant he, junior he, grade. Yeah. He, he's somebody who's like wants to be in, but he's not quite in. Right. Yeah. But he's thinking if there's an opening, I'll get in there. But he never, they never do. Um, and that's kind of what I, I'm seeing here with, um, with some of these players. Like. <laughs> Who was I talking about? Like Kyle uh, looks Kyle. thirst. Kyle is like Kyle and them are thirsty to get into a big alliance, and they're just like, you know, if we eat our vitamins and we be good, you know, we'll get the call up coach, put us in. It just seems like a lot of them are waiting for something to happen. But they're waiting. When... They're, they keep saying, "Oh, I want to work with Tina. I want to pull Tina." And like, I was, this was the point I was trying to make earlier that Rohan, Rohan, and Kyle are kind of onto it, and they have Tara in this group mm -hmm. too. And what they all they have to do is figure out that they need to work out work with Austin, Braden, and Victoria, and those those that's the other six that needs to come together. Yeah, it's three and three, but why isn't it happening? Yeah, that's I don't know. I don't know the answer yet, but that's like. Stay tuned for big tuned. We'll find out. brother Canada. Big brother Canada, I, and I think that's it. Like I don't know if there's anything else we can we know from the spoilers, right? Like uh, they're just everyone's just kind of talking or and everything like that. They just, oh, Josh is gone. So happy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're pointing one out for their homie Josh. Yeah, he's going to daycare. If you wanted best friends, I don't know. Go to daycare. Josh is so great. We'll All miss right. you, Josh. 
We'll miss you, Josh. R.I.P. Josh. Uh, he's back. He's heading back home. Where's he even from, Josh? I don't. Of uh, uh, B.C. Right? isn't he? Yeah, New Westminster, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a film production coordinator. I got to find out what that's what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like part of his vibe was from that. Yeah, an Aries. <laughs> oh my gosh! And his his, um, his his go-to karaoke song is "Born to Make You Happy" by Britney Spears. Yes, I I think I slagged him for that too. You during our, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Him. No, you, you called him basic, I believe. Yeah, uh, dude, yeah, but he isn't basic, Josh. We no, uh, he's, we he's complex. You. He is yeah. complex. Um, yeah, you just have some basic B tendencies, though. That's all. Yes, yes, he does. Okay, well, that's it for the spoiler section tonight. We're gonna call it uh, a wrap on week two here of uh, of the of this Big Brother, um, and we'll be back like we mentioned on. We'll be here Friday for the MC One Division and Monday for uh, the next episode. So, thank you, Jamil. Uh, thank you, everyone watching out there in Cyberland, and we will see you next time. Uh, until then, somebody's watching. Oh, thank you.